praise the Lord. Lord, we thank you for this time that we have. We thank you for the opportunity just to be still and to know that you are God and that you're not a God who wants to love us from a distance, but you are a God who desires to make his home in our hearts. Lord, as one of the songs that we sing at this time of the year says, let every heart prepare him room. And so tonight, Lord, would you not just be Emmanuel, which means God with us, but would you actually come into our hearts and be God in us as we invite you and we worship you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Could you be seated? God bless you so much. For those of you that may have slipped in after we began, I, I just want to thank you for being here. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, you are, in case you didn't know where you were, you're at the Bridge Community Church, and we're thankful you joined us tonight. My name is David McLean. I'm the pastor here, and uh, my wife and I and our family and all of our pastoral ministry team, we're so honored that you've come. We've been preparing for this night, praying over it, but asking most of all that God would make a personal touch in every one of our lives tonight. This statement that I made a few moments ago says that the, one of the distinguishing traits of any believer or a child of God would be the, the absence of fear and the presence of joy. This summer, I mean this summer, this uh, month, we've been doing a series called The Search for Joy. And in it, we've realized along the way that joy isn't something you manufacture. It's not something you just decide to do, but oftentimes you discover it as you're living your lives and going through, all of a sudden, things happen. And God, in his own infinite wisdom, he wants to kind of surprise us and show us at the, least, at the time we least expect it, that he's with us, that he cares for us, that he's right there alive in our hearts. And so we've talked a lot about joy, both in the last few months and then tonight we've sung about it. And I don't want to dismiss that at all or sort of uh, give you um, uh, whiplash from a change of direction too quickly, but... When you read about the Christmas story, as you've probably done throughout this month, and, and cer certain parts of it have been shared tonight, you hear that the, the uh, shepherds were, were told about the birth of Jesus, and the angel was sharing it and saying, this is good news for all people, right? This is exceedingly great joy. And everyone who heard about it, for the most part, was excited. But what you may not remember is that there was a, another person, an individual named Herod, who who did not receive this news with joy. In fact, he was a, a person that God used as the ruler of that day to actually uh, demonstrate the, the hatred and the anger of God, of Christ, because he would represent the coming of the Messiah. And so Herod issued this decree that all of, all of the children under a certain age, the boys, would be, would be murdered so that this Messiah would not have a chance to come. Jesus was actually spared in much the same way that Moses had been spared as a baby, who was the deliverer of God's people in the Old Testament. Jesus is the deliverer of all people. And Jesus was never going to allow his life to be taken from him. Instead, he would willingly, at some point, lay it down on his own. I've shared this over the last few weeks, but you know, it's not a bad thing to understand that although we celebrate the birth of Jesus, it is truly Jesus' death itself that actually gave us the opportunity to know him. Because had Jesus not died upon the cross, laid down his life willingly, then we would never have known what it was to have eternal life with him. 
But even beyond that, we don't just celebrate his birth or even his death, as difficult and awful as that may seem. But we also celebrate his resurrection because Jesus says that when he went away, he would come again. The angels who were there on this mountaintop as Jesus ascended into heaven said to all the people who were there, why do you stand there just gazing up into the sky? Because the same Jesus that went away is the one that will come again in like manner. So what's been interesting is from that moment all until now, every person who has proclaimed the name of Jesus is not just talking about something that he did, but also talking about something that he's going to do still. And that, may, that means that all of us who call Jesus Lord are carriers of that message. We're good news carriers. The, the, gospel, the word gospel means good news. We're carriers of that, proclaimers of that. And one thing that we may not recognize in the United States of America or in Texas, which is its own country as many of us know, or in Austin, central Texas, or right here in Hutto or Pflugerville or Round Rock or Georgetown or wherever it is that you made your, your, home from, made your way here from tonight, we have this incredible privilege, and that is that we can talk about Jesus any time we want. We don't have to just share some kind of religious truth or try to convince people of some kind of doctrine, but the most effective way we could share is just by telling people what Jesus has done in our lives. Like, who is he? What does he mean to us? And that was the challenge that was given to the very first disciples, is to be able to proclaim that Jesus, whom they knew, whom they lived with, whom they learned from, whom they marveled at, also who they saw die, and yet then saw him rise again. Their message has always been, let me tell you who Jesus is and what I've seen him do and what he's done for me. Now in this room, my guess is there's a lot of people here that if we turn this next few moments into just what, like an old time testimony service, and I said, how many of you would just by lifting your hand say, God has done something incredibly awesome in your life. Why don't you just lift your hand? You don't have to share tonight, but is there anybody here that has a testimony of your life that's been impacted by Jesus Christ? Yeah. And the coolest thing about that is that you can share that anywhere you want. Anytime you want. You can tweet it. You can post it. Someone else tweets it or posts it. You can like it or love it or whatever it is you're supposed to do to it. You can poke it, I think it is. You can retweet it. You can, you can blog about it. You can put a bumper sticker on your car. You can put a t-shirt on your chest. You can put a tattoo on your body. You can put a hat on, a button, a wristband, a watch. Whatever it is you want to do to tell anybody you want to about Jesus, you can do it. Why? Because we live in a pretty cool place where we have that freedom. But I want you to just remember that around the world, around the world tonight, there are people who passionately love Jesus, but if they were to speak his name in a public place, they and their family and all they know and love would be in danger of persecution, perhaps even death. All over the world today, I'm not talking about in human history, but I'm saying today in Sudan, Christians are enslaved. In Iran, they're imprisoned. In China, they are assassinated. Around the world, people are beaten to death. In Pakistan, Mongolia, Mexico, Peru, Turkey, Nigeria, Greece, Bulgaria. In all, there are some 200 million Christians that are being persecuted for their faith in Jesus Christ. And that's conservatively. In well over 60 countries, 
around the world, there are known incidents of ongoing persecution for anyone who calls themselves a follower or a believer in Jesus Christ. And why is that? Not because of political conflict, not because of wars and pressures brought on by poverty and all those things. No, it's just for one simple reason. That they would love to do what we're doing right now, which is just to say, Jesus, whom I have come to believe is the Son of God, whom I have prayed and invited him to redeem me of my sinfulness by his shed blood. And I believe that he transforms me just to say that, believe that, share that, live that, puts them at risk. So why are you trying to bring us down tonight on Christmas Eve? Well, I'm sure not. But what we're about to do is something very special, that we're going to receive the Lord's Supper together, communion. And so I want for our ushers, our, our friends, just to begin to serve you, and you can remain seated where you are. In just a moment, the worship team is going to continue to to lead us in another chorus. But I, I want us for just a moment to realize that even though I don't speak any language other than English, maybe some of you do, if you've ever had a chance to worship Jesus, to go to a church or a gathering of Christians in other parts of the world, other countries, you know, it's a pretty awesome thing. I've had a chance not to brag about my world travels because I haven't been that many places, but I, I have been to Haiti and I've been to Africa, I've been to Ecuador and Mexico, and in each of those places, there were so many things about it that were different, different colors of skin, different cultures, the way they dressed was different, the foods they ate were an adventure. Sometimes I would sit in a church service just like this one, and they're singing songs I don't know the words to, and someone stands up and preaches something that doesn't mean anything to me, but everyone else seems to enjoy. But one of the coolest things about it is that at some point in the evening or the morning, whenever it is, churches just like this one will do what we're about to do. And all over the world, no matter what the culture, no matter what the language, there's never anything that binds us more closely together as the body of Christ than what we're going to do, receiving communion. Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 28 or uh, chapter 26 and it's recorded in several of the gospels but it tells us that Jesus had gathered his disciples together on one particular night it turned out it was the night that he was about to be arrested and it says that he gathered his disciples together and while they were eating Jesus took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying this he said take and eat this is my body. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks and he offered it to them. And he said, drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Jesus was saying on that day something that they'd never heard before. And it really didn't make a lot of sense to them at the time. But he said, you see this bread we're eating? This bread is my body, which is about to be broken for you. And this cup that we're drinking, it's, it's my blood, which is going to be poured out for you. And he said, you're going to keep doing this, but as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me and what I'm telling you right now and what I'm about to do for you. For it is in my dying that hope be given to all people for all times to come.
So for a moment, we worship. I want you just to search your heart. Do you know Jesus Christ personally? Not just the baby in a manger, but the one who died for you and loves you and is here tonight to remind you that the only life worth living is one in which you know him. Let's worship together. you just to pray with me and you can remain seated right where you are the Bible says that when we do this as I've already shared we do it in remembrance of the Lord 
but it's also a reminder for us to look forward and know that because Jesus died for us, that everyone who would call upon the name of the Lord would be saved, which means that there will be a time coming that all who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ will one day see him. <laughs> this was my message last week, just a few days ago, and I could get really dangerously close to trying to re-preach this right now. But there will come a day. Listen, I don't want this to just get lost in the Christmas spirit for a moment. But I want you just to understand what we're saying. Everyone who puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, one day, will see him face to face. You will actually see with your eyes his hands and his feet and his scars and his eyes. And anything and everything that you've ever done, that you've ever faced, that you've ever struggled with, that you've ever felt guilty about, Anytime the enemy has ever caused you to feel like you're damaged goods, that you're a sinner and you're forgotten and you've missed your chance and you've squandered your resources and you've hurt others and cannot be forgiven, in, in, in those moments, the only thing that you need to hear is the voice of the Lord saying, I love you unconditionally. And to prove my love for you, I don't have to keep doing it, I did it once. I let my hands be pierced for you. I let my feet be pierced for you. <laughs> because I love you that much. And one day you'll get a chance to look him right in the eye and say thank you. Today, for everyone who loves him, we'll pray and we'll receive together. Father, we thank you today and we ask you that you would make this so real in our hearts, so alive. Let it go beyond our knowledge of past events or even some sort of religious training, but let it be much more than that, experiential. Let it be something that we live by day by day, that we say thank you, for you are my Savior, not just the Savior of the world, you are my Savior. You are my friend who sticks closer than a brother. You are my healer. You are my deliverer. You are Emmanuel, God with me. Thank you for that. I love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you take the bread with me? Would you drink the cup together? of these weeks in the month, we've been sharing Advent, one reading and one candle each week, and um, I'm going to let my, this is my daughter Mackenzie, I want to let you read your scripture passage, and I'm going to go light the candle, so go ahead. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today. In the town of David, the Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah of the Lord, and he will be signed to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, playing in a manger. Suddenly a great com company of heavenly hosts appeared, 
with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, on earth, uh, and on earth to those whom his favor rests. Great job. Please stand with me. This day, this night, the light comes. And whose heart isn't kindled by this love that the wildfire? The shepherds got angels. They were lit by angels. Everyone else that night got shepherds. They heard the news from kindled, heart-burning shepherds who went and told everyone. When your heart burns, then you become a flaming match for other hearts. And when you've come with nothing but your ragged heart and leaned in close over that manger, when you have also beheld his glory, then you likewise walk out into a world with a heart glowing like hot embers in your chest. A heart like that could catch the world on fire. Christ came into the world for you, and you came into the world for him. All over the world tonight, things are still. There will be lingering, there will be longing. We will long for this wonder to go on and on. One Christmas candle will flame the quiet places. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. God is with us. God stays with us. The Christmas candle burns hot and it gives light and the world around it lights up and Christmas can go on forever and ever now because of Jesus. The last thing that we're going to be doing tonight that involves all of you is that we want to have an opportunity to have a candle lighting together and the way we're going to do this is probably going to be a little bit different so what we ask you to do is we're going to ask you in just a minute the worship team is going to come and play again and uh, one last chorus for us to sing along with but what we'd like for you to do is to stand and you're going to come forward and get one of the candles out of one of these boxes but then rather than returning to your seat we're going to ask you to just totally surround this room and so uh, while the worship team begins to come, you can just follow these gentlemen right here. They're going to come and tell you which usher and, or which aisle to come. But let's just do it this way. Lawrence, why don't you start? And ma'am, would you start? And y'all just come down the middle, get a candle, and then go around to the back and all the way around the side until we've completely surrounded this place. And then we'll go from there. Speak. 
often and we believe it that Jesus is the light of the world even though Jesus said I am the light of the world he also said not to contradict himself I don't think he was confused but he not only did he say in one place in scripture I am the light of the world but later on he said you are the light of the world and he said to let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your father who's in heaven only Jesus is wise enough and profound enough and loving enough and all-knowing enough to say that when he puts something inside of us and then we shine it out and live a life that honors him, that somehow it all comes back full circle where he himself is the one who's still exalted. God's not looking for people like you and me who will just be good people because I've already messed that up. I don't know about you. I've already done enough wrong things and made enough bad decisions in my life so far to pretty much be disqualified from doing anything useful for God ever. He's not looking for perfect people, which is good, right? Because raise your hand if you are not perfect, all right? Let me see your hands. Awesome. Then you're the ones he's looking for. People who left your hands down, you're what's called the hypocritical people, and we'll, we'll talk about that later. So Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And then he says... You are the light of the world. Why? Because our, his light is in us, and we shine for him. So this center candle in our Advent season is the Jesus candle. And what we're going to do is we're going to pass this around. You've probably all done this before, but in case you haven't, we're going to let it just start. This is my daughter, Mackenzie, did a great job tonight. This is my oldest daughter, Madison, and uh, they're going to come, and they're going to just begin to light the candle and then you just hand it to the person next to you it's probably easier and less messy here I am just trying to coach you I'm a micromanager not really actually but just just whenever we light the candle let the lit candle stay up and the unlit candle lean over and then the, the, the wax although it's going to be awesome the wax will be minimal so uh, we're just going to worship the Lord together while we do this and so just pass the candle pass the light and we'll be done in just a moment Joyful and triumphant, oh come ye, oh come ye to Emmanuel. Come 
alone is worthy. Can we sing that together? We thank you tonight for the opportunity we have, as we've already shared, to worship you in freedom, to worship you with hearts that are full of gratitude and love and and awareness, Lord, of your unmerited grace and favor that has been lavished upon us through Christ. I pray, Lord, that tonight you would let our hearts truly be filled with your love. Let us truly burn with your light. And let us truly live our lives in a way that glorifies your holy name. That we would do nothing that would detract from your presence and your glory and your name. But instead, we would speak as one speaking the very words of God. That we would serve in the same way that you did. Laying down your life willingly. That we would give hope to all who we find. And that we would share the love of Christ in practical, tangible everyday loving ways. In Jesus' name, let us go from this place filled with your spirit and alive with your love. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may light your candles. I hate to do it. It's so beautiful, right? But we have a couple of last-minute things to do before you go, and you're going to have to get your stuff anyway gathered at your place. Would you go back to your seats for just one moment and then When we leave tonight, you can discard the candles as you go. But right now, you can go back to your seats just for one moment. I've got one more thing to tell you. Praise the Lord. Are you glad you came tonight? Let's give the Lord a hand. I mean, this is cool. You can clap for Jesus, right? Lord, we love you. We thank you. Man, you can go sit. You can go. Um, 
Listen, we won't take up much more of your time. You may be a family like ours that has presents to open, or you may have places you're going to go, and we're so thankful you came, especially those that are from out of town. You, you took the time to be with us. Or if you were kidnapped and forced and coerced to come, we're still glad you're here. Awesome. But um, we do want you to know that if, if, you are, uh, if you are looking for a church home, we would love to have you worship with us here at the Bridge Church. Uh, one thing that's a little bit unique is that this Sunday, or this year, uh, December the 28th, which is this coming Sunday, we will not have worship services here. Uh, we're dismissing all services so that people can spend time with their families and uh, so that our, our army of volunteers and workers can also take kind of a rest and maybe some they are going to be traveling further than they can get back easily. We're just saying, hey, just take your time. And so we just want to make you aware of that. But starting the first Sunday of the year, which will be January the 4th, we are going to begin a new series here called What If? And if you've got just about 60 seconds. I want you to just watch this video to tell you a little bit about this series, and you probably saw the card that you're sitting on. If you didn't see it, look underneath you. Uh, it's there. But right now, just watch this video real quick before we go.